It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Jolin House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Today, we're starting a new series on God's design and structure of the family and how to practically apply God's purpose for our family. Check it out. Let's hear it. How's the church basketball team doing? We are solid. Um, as as comprised, when we all show up, we're really good. We're, we're, we're undefeated. We haven't lost. Okay. But uh, we, we've been missing several players several times. So that, that obviously, people's kids' schedules and stuff, it's like, yeah. who can you get there? There was one day we had five and three of the guys that had no clue who they were. Oh, you're like pulling people off the street? Like my buddy grabbed a few guys. My buddy Reese <laughs> grabbed a few, like three of his roommates that were very ungood. Is TJ letting you get away with that? Yeah. He, pulling people in? Yeah, I mean, he wants to play the game. Otherwise, we forfeit. We forfeited yeah. one because we didn't have enough. And then the schedule's been kind of wacky this year. But anyways, tonight so, tonight we finish. Semifinals and championship. Semifinals, okay. Tonight we, tonight we end it. Awesome. We'll be champs. Well, it'll be back. And, you, and then you can. Back to back. Yeah, then, back yeah, to back. You, you, can, you, can, you can tell everybody we got the world's best uh, church league basketball we team. Do ha- we do have the world's best, actually the, the greatest church basketball team in the universe. That's what it is. So I wanted to invite everyone to Easter at Greystone coming up uh, Sunday, April 9th, 9 and 11, if, if people live in the area. If you don't live in the area, you, you can catch us online, but if you do live uh, in the area... Love to have you Greystone Church for Easter. What what made me think about that is when you said greatest team in the universe. Uh-huh. So you were talking about your staff. I like that. Just well, I was think well, I was thinking about the the message for Easter is it's kind of the, the tagline is do you believe and do you believe in UFOs? Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you do you believe in the Illuminati? And then do you believe in Jesus? And so we're gonna kinda joke around and we did some man on the street stuff like asking people like nice. do you believe in ufos or bigfoot and so i think it's gonna it's gonna be a fun UFOs. it's gonna it's gonna be a fun easter i know what so, ufos and bigfoot are i don't know what illuminati is it's illuminati. you know i didn't either and wojak didn't either but apparently it's a big thing it's this compar- conspiracy theory that this group of people are basically running the world oh the okay. illuminati I have, a, I have a lady that I know in my life and that always tells me about conspiracy theories. This is the Illuminati, that eye on the ah, on the uh, gotcha. on the dollar bill. Okay. So, you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. New series, kicking off a new series today. Um, we'll go several weeks with this God's design for the family, and uh, I want I want to I want to open it up with this. The number one mistake most parents in America are making today. You ready for it? Yep. You ready for it? They have exchanged God's design for the family and traded it in for a kid-centric model. Fact. Basically, parents are making the mistake of letting the kids be the center of the family, letting the kids be the CEO of the family. Like The kids are running the show instead of the parents running the show. And so, so let's go back to... You first get married, your husband, wife, you love each other. We, we talked about this on the podcast. You're meeting each other's needs. Yeah. NS- you think you're busy, by the way, but you're really not. You're about to learn what busy is when you have kids. I remember being, Amen. I remember having just me and Lindsay, and I'd be like, man, we're busy and this, that, and the other. And then you have kids, and you're like, 
What was I thinking? Thinking I was I busy. I can't even hardly remember being without like, kids. Like married without kids, and, and I encourage like young couples to enjoy being married and enjoy each other before you dive into this whole parenting. Where like like give give yourself some time because when you when it's just you. You're so much free. I mean, you can travel. You can do yep. whatever you want. I mean, you can go in, you know. Well, you figure out, you know, you figure out your spouse. You figure out how to live as a married couple. You figure out expectations. There's a lot of things you learn, I think, um, in the first parts of your marriage that is exciting and it's fun. And then, you know, and then it gets different and it gets hard. And, and, and I think, um, you know, as you get older, you change. As you get older, your spouse changes and their needs will be different. But a hundred percent agree with that. Enjoy it. But like me and Lindsay, I mean, we knew we wanted to have babies. I mean, that was yeah a big, we knew that when we were little. I mean, we knew that Lindsay grew up. She always wanted to be a, a mom. I grew up. I always wanted to be a dad. And so I think we waited a couple of years and then we were ready to roll. But you definitely learn the foundation of your relationship. You learn the important things to her, the important things to you and how to put them first because you, you've never done that before. But, uh, but you, you learn how to put them first. But you know what else you learn to do with you learn to talk to them, you learn that family, your family, that your your mom and dad, like your mom and dad that have supported you and loved you, they're not first anymore. She's first. That, yeah. I, I'll tell you, that was a, <laughs> we had plenty of uh, altercations in our family with that. And just, you know, things that my mom would do that would, my, my, my wife was like, that's what I, that's what I want to do. That's what I'm going to do. And then conversations I had to have with my mom to, Actually, I had to make my mom cry several times, like just because my wife comes first. Yeah. And so I think you lay groundwork for a healthy marriage, you know, for a healthy foundation for how it goes the rest of your life. But spending it towards what you were talking about, dude, it's the number one issue with everybody that's around me. I, I got a bunch of people around me that are middle have middle school kids, have high school kids, you know, parents. All of our friends are, are parents. And... I would say the the vast majority of the the people around me are adhering to that right there, mm-hmm. which is very unbiblical. Like we're, it's very. I mean, lay it out. It's pretty clear. Like it is very clear who is supposed to be first in your marriage, and it and it's not your kids. And you said some great things there when because when you first get married, the whole biblical principle of leaving and cleaving. There yeah. are some huge issues to work out with. You're leaving your parents. You're no longer, I mean, you're still a part of the family, but you're starting your own family. And th- this family becomes more important than, than my old family. And I love that, like, at the, the, the wedding, you have the unity candle, or, you know, people are getting creative these days. I've officiated tons of weddings. Tying ropes together. Tying ropes kind of together, doing sand sculptures, uh, assembling crosses, like is, all, all kinds of. sand sculptures a real thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So you take your family sand and their her family sand, and you pour it together, and you mix into this new, like, creation and you put it up on the mantle i haven't heard that but the, the whole leaving so i think you brought up a great point you're figuring out how to be married how to be husband and wife and you're establishing that role like you're you're the role of the husband the role of the wife and yeah. you, you fit you're figuring all that stuff out as you follow god's plan i mean the first commandment in the bible be fruitful and multiply i mean yep. that was god's plan to fill the earth and so so then a, then a child comes on the scene and everything revolves around this. I mean, you think you think about the baby showers and all the the classes and and all the equipment and the nursery. I mean, all this work is almost like everything. Even before the baby comes, you start centering everything around this baby. And if you're not careful, the wife is she has a new role. Like 
her, her primary role changes and it shouldn't from being wife to being mom. Yep. And then the dad is like, hey, I got to provide for this kid. So he gets so focused on his work and providing because you want what's best for your child. So you want to go out and, and so I think a lot of guys justify their careers, but hey, I'm doing what's best for the family, doing what's best. And so it's almost like husband and wife, they're exchanging the role of husband and wife to becoming, becoming mom and dad. Yeah. And then you, you start neglecting your husband, you start neglecting your wife. That's what I mean. So, so, can, so if you're listening to this and you're at this stage, you know, so how do we, how do we not do that? How do we take tangible steps to make sure that doesn't happen? Well, first of all, you, you've got you've to figure out what your family's about. You've got to outline your family and what their goal is. Like, what's the goal of your family? Like, what's, what is your, what are, what are you trying to accomplish as a family? Where are you going to put, like, Greystone Church, make God known, mm-hmm. right? Like, know God and make God known. Like, you know exactly what your mission statement is. I think every family needs that mission statement too for raising kids mm-hmm. for themselves. Like the Pollocks and what we stand for and who we are. Like we, we know exactly what we are. We've sat down, me and Lindsay have sat down and discussed that and discussed what our thesis is basically. I think that's what the word she used, thesis. I don't know how to write papers <laughs> either. But I mean, just like- what, Sounds very academic. But it's what we, wanna, what we want to raise in our children yeah. and what kind of family we want to be about. So I think that's an important step that you can do with your, with your wife. Before you have kids, what do y'all want to be? When you have kids, what do you want to be? And then things that are taking you away from those those steps and things that don't accomplish those goals, they need to be removed from your life. And that's the hard part. I think that's the very difficult part because you're going to have babies. And when you have babies, those friends of yours that you've been friends with for a long time that don't have babies, they're at a different stage in life. And things are different. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard to get together with them because now you're doing other things that revolve around your kids. And, and listen, we're not saying that, you know, you're not to provide for your kids. And we're not saying that you're not to, you know, plug into sporting events and plug into events and have your kids do things. What you're saying is your kids can't be more important than your spouse. Your spouse, the health of your spouse has to be above the health of your kids the relationship between you and your wife have to be above the relationship with you and your kids. We're not saying you can't have a great relationship with your kids and that shouldn't be a priority. But mama better be priority number one. Yeah, Daddy better be priority number one if you're a woman. That, that has to be the case or else your relationship that you have with your wife is going to continue to separate. And I've had people tell me, and by the way, they're divorced now, a lot of these people that have told me this. Yeah, no, we're really good when it's just us. But right now, we're just trying to do as much as we can for the kids, and there is no them anymore. You look up, and there is no, there is no, yeah. that, you don't have that chance. You gotta, that relationship has to grow while you're parenting. You said, you said some stuff, I want to go back to it. Have it, having your purpose in life, and your goals, and, and your values. And if you look at the biblical model, you, you, you go all the way back to Adam and Eve. And so Adam first establishes a relationship with God. He's yep. got this. He has this vertical relationship with God, right? And then God gives him his purpose in life, which is to, to rule and subdue the earth, take care of the garden. Dominion over everything. Yeah. Yep. And then he gives him a helpmate to help him fulfill that mission. And so I love what you're saying, that the husband and wife, they, they first establish their relationship with God. I mean, God is the center. They have their purpose in life, and they're joining together. 
And I heard a young couple talk about this the other day, that, that they feel like they could have a greater impact for Christ being married than, than being single. And God was bringing them together for a reason. God's bringing them together for a purpose. And so I think if the husband and wife are clear on, this is my purpose, this is our priorities, and then the child is joining the family. They're not taking over the family. They're not becoming the center of the family. Nope. We've already got our relationship with God. He's the center. We've got our purpose. We have our, we have our roles. And then now the kids are, are a part of that. You know, like your kids are now a part of they're joining that. They're joining into. They're not taking over. Yeah, and one thing you said, which is cool, I, I actually read a book recently about this, but God gave Adam the right to name everything, right? He gave him dominion over everything. Well, I think it's important for us to all understand because you can take, you know, Bible, uh, you can take quotes and verses out of context, I think, sometimes. God gave dominion and named everything. He didn't do that with Eve. He didn't give dominion. He didn't give Adam dominion over Eve. He built a helper, like you just said. Like, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. He could have just said, "Here, here's another thing for you to name and for you to rule over." That's not. What oh, God, that is good. That's not what God said, yeah, is it? That is God so didn't good. say that. God said, "Here's a helper." Yeah, they're he, doing he, it together. He had already gave him two of everything and, and letting them, or he had already gave him things and name them, name them, name them, name uh -huh. them, name them. This is yours. This is yours. Now he said. This is a helper. This mm. is someone to come alongside of you, not she's alongside somebody she's a you, for you to demand yeah. or to have dominion over. So I think, I think that's important. But but it's it's listen. This isn't easy. And if you're sitting there and you're a parent and you've already done it the wrong way, you can fix this. Like you absolutely can fix this. It's but but I do it all the time, and a lot of y'all have already heard me say this all the time with my kids. Who comes first? And Leah used to always be like me. I was like no. <laughs> That woman over there is the love of my life. She came before you, and she'll be here after you. Like, she is the most important person in my life. Well, am I next? I'm like, well, depending on the day. You were Nicholas. Like, depending on how annoying one of you two are depends on how, who I, who's my favorite for, for today. But I think it's a great thing to continually say to your kids. But, again, it's a, this is a modeled behavior. What you model is what you make mm -hmm. with your kids, right? Like, you have to continually show them how important mama is. And they'll, they'll, they'll know how important mama is. Like, you want your kids to respect mother more? Like, you should respect mother more. Mm -hmm. Like, because they don't, they, they'll absolutely, and again, with more caught than taught. We've talked about that forever. But that is a 100% true with relationships with kids. With relation, The best parents I know, the best people I have in my life, um, that are doing it, that are doing life with a purpose and that are trying as hard as they can, I think they got a great relationship first. Mm -hmm. The marriage is really, really good. And because of that, the kids see that and the kids have healthy relationships. It just builds, it takes a healthy relationship and makes multiple healthy relationships. Yeah, and the, really the best thing you can do for your kids is have a great marriage. Yeah. Because you're, you're modeling that for them. And I think, you know, if you go back to the history in America, um, of course we're now we're now living in a, a post Christian America. But grow, you know, growing up, everyone pretty much, you know, back in the day, were following this this biblical model for for marriage and parenting and family and, and everything centered around God and, and the church. And then after after World War II, uh, people stopped following the Bible, and they started listening to these child-raising experts. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Spock. Not not the uh, Star Trek guy, but Dr. Spock, this permissive parenting. And the whole idea was the 
his philosophy was is that the family is a democratic structure and that there are no, are no leaders in the family. Like, we're all democratic. We're all equal. And you don't discipline your kids if they're crying or whatever. You crawl, you crawl into the crib with them and you and you oh. cuddle them and you nurture them. And you, you kind of Kelly let, Pollock didn't believe in that. I can promise you <laughs> that. <laughs> Kelly Pollock did not adhere to that. Did you just take a sip of your smoothie between breaks right there? Just I did. I mean, did you bring your chocolate covered blueberries too? You can just eat while you're going here. What did you get? I at, might, what did I you might, get at Smoothie King, by the way? This is a strawberry slim and trim. Okay. And Wojak picked it up for me, by the way. So that was nice of him. Did he not? Is that why there's? No, he did not ask me. He did not ask you. He did not ask me. (laughs) Why are there bite marks on the side? Now I know why. (laughs) Woj got it. All right. So parents need to be, the marriage relationship needs to be number one, and the kids fall in. Yeah. So if that's not the case, like if like like parents are listening now. And they're realizing, man, everything's revolving around the kids. Like we got it. We've got their schedules. They're this. They're that. Yeah. So, so what do they do? I mean, how do they make those changes? You got to start eliminating clutter. You got to start eliminating things. I, I mean, I, I talked to a buddy the other day. He's a he's a good buddy. He's a good friend. He was telling me about his son's schedule. Mm-hmm. And my my wife, by the way, told me she was like, "You got to stop saying names on the podcast. You can't say names." And I was like, "Oh crap, yeah, it's okay." So <laughs> I it did better there, buddy. My buddy I was talking to, he was telling... My friend. <laughs> my friend. He said, uh, he goes... His name might be... Yeah, Adam. Let's go with Adam. <laughs> it's in the Bible, you know, Adam. Um, the first man. Uh, he, said, uh, he said his son's playing lacrosse. His son's playing basketball. And then he was telling me about his son doing speed and agility. He was like, dude, I feel like an Uber driver. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. And yeah. I, said, I, said, I said, why is he doing so much? And he said... He wants to. I was like, okay. And I said, and y'all have heard me say this, but I said, if he wanted to be a, a professional video gamer, would you let him play video games all day? No, of course I wouldn't. I was like, if he wanted to be a professional eater, would you let him eat all day? It's like, no, of course not. I said, well, why, does, why is sport different? Why is sport something that, oh, they can do that all day because it's sport. I mean, I think we pick and choose kind of what we want them to be able to do a ton of. And I think it's, again, our job to create boundaries regardless. It's, we've got to create a healthy, you don't have to do that for six hours a day. You don't have to go from basketball to lacrosse to, or speed and agility after school to those other two things. Like, it's your job to create some boundaries for that. It's your job to create a buffer. Because, yeah, if you do do that and your kid's doing all that stuff, first of all, I told him, I was like, he's going to wind up hating everything in the end because you got him doing so much stuff mm-hmm. as a young kid. I said, but, you know, think about you're driving them from here to here. Your wife's got the other kids. We're dividing and conquering and trying to find a healthy avenue back to each other. And he was like, well, we don't see each other that much. And I said, that's a problem. Like, right, that's, that's mm-hmm. something that's, that's an issue. We've, we've got to remove some of the clutter and some of the things that we think we have to do. We don't have to do things. We don't have to go to, we don't have to play sports every day of the week. You know, we don't have to do a lot of the things. For example, when my kids, Nicholas is going to be a ninth grader. He's going into ninth grade. So his sports journey now becomes a little bit more serious. Okay, this summer, they're, you know, requested to be there four days a week, lift weights, do all that stuff. I mean, I was talking to Lindsay, and if we want to go on vacation, as in, in, with Nicholas being a ninth grader, if we want to go on vacation, I'm going to go on vacation. I, I, I'm a coach at North Oconee High School. 
I coach the football team. I'm supposed to be there. As a ninth grade kid, I'm still okay. Like, his journey's not going to be. Now, listen, I think when you become a junior and a senior and you're a leader on the team, like, I think your role changes. And I think you're going to be asked to do more and you should do more. But, like, am I going to sacrifice a fan? And not even sacrifice, but maybe a few days for a long weekend if I want to take, you know, Nicholas and Leah and Lindsay and we want to go on a trip somewhere or go do something. Like, we've got to prioritize family. We've got to prioritize our family time. We've got to prioritize our wife and my time. And listen, it's it's hard. It's not going to be easy. But you got to find avenues where I can give the kids away, go away on adult weekend. Just me and my wife. And, and go continue to grow that relationship. we got to find times where we put the kids down and we spend time together, even if we're exhausted. Because that's the problem, right? Like, as, as your kids get older and things are going crazy and you got things going on, it's like, I'm ready for bed. I'm ready to go to sleep. All right, well, I got 20 minutes to talk. I got 30 minutes to talk. I think, I think you made a, a good point there. And I know some parents that do this, they limit their child to one sport at a time. Instead of like, like you're saying, we learned that the hard way, and so we, we we did that wrong. I I I screwed that up a couple years ago. Two years ago, I let Nicholas play baseball and basketball at the same time, or three years ago, I guess. And I looked at Lindsay, and I was like, "We will never do this again. This was this was a really really bad idea. This is not good for our family, and we haven't done it again since." And it, but yeah, but you, so you that, can't, that you would can't be a practical it. thing. You could lim- limit to one sport per time. The other thing that you said that a lot of parents are afraid of is just because the high school is saying it's recommended to work out four times a week or you have to 30 I remember you know ninth grade with Joe and you know 30 games in 30 days of baseball and you couldn't you basically your whole world's revolving around that but you don't have to go off of the, that coach's schedule you could say hey we're, we're gonna miss a game or we're gonna miss a workout or we're gonna go on vacation you know like it's ninth, like we're calling the shots grade, it's yeah ninth grade. But even with travel ball, I think that but, happens. But that's the problem. People think at a young age, like people pro- are prioritizing that at such a young age at 10, 11, and 12. You're like, dude, do you realize how, how hard this is going to get in the future? Like if you play football at North Oconee, you're, you're, you're going to start really grinding in spring ball in April, and you're going to literally play past Thanksgiving. Every year, because we're in the final, we're going to be in the final four almost every single year. That, that is a long grind. Like, why do you want to make mm-hmm. it? A, like, there, there's a time to absolutely listen. Don't get it twisted. And I know this: there is a time to grind in sports, but it's not four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's not the time to grind. That's the time when you're going to make your kids grind it. And people I know think it makes a difference. And if I'm not on this team, I don't, they're not getting ahead. That's not, that's not what gets you ahead. You know, but if your kids, because here's the thing, in the end, your kids are going to hang up their cleats. Your kids are going to hang up their shoes. So what is your family going to stand for? And I know that sounds cliche or stupid or whatever to some people, but it, it's the fact. And if you continue to put all the emphasis on sports, and, and we could do a whole other show, by the way, like yelling at, kids during the games and stuff. That's always interesting to me. I find that very interesting. I sat in the stands for one game last summer because I wasn't coaching. I usually coach. And I sat in the stands for a high school high school type atmosphere. I've been with, there. And I, and I sat in the stands and I had a couple of good buddies. Can't name names. I had buddies that were sitting next to me and they didn't shut up the whole time to their daughter. Like they literally talked the whole time. And I go, do y'all always do this? 
And they're like, <laughs> they looked at me like, what? I was like, are y'all always, do y'all ever, y'all always talk the whole time to her? Like, and uh, they're like, yeah. I was like, thank God I coach because I get to get away from it, you know, and get on the other What's side. What's the purpose of kids sports? I think to teach discipline, to teach toughness and to teach that stuff. Like, and, and I think that is a purpose. But fun has it's to be. It's fun. Fun has it's to be supposed, the most The reason thing. I started playing sports because it's fun, and the reason I we still play it. sports now as a fifty-year-old, it's fun. And see, I, and I, if you if you grind and you yell and you you're going to burn them out, and they're going to end up doing gonna, something else. This. And listen, I, I I continually as a coach toe that line and make it. I don't do a I don't do the greatest job all the time. Just like the other day, I got really frustrated because we were being super lazy in practice, and then I had to go back and just. So especially to my assistant coach, and I was just like, dude, they're 12. They're 12-year-old girls. Like, it's okay. Because <laughs> we were lazy and we weren't paying attention. They, they, you know, they just want to, you know, joke around and do this stuff. And I was like, I got all down and been out of shape for absolutely no reason. So I think you're going to have that pull, and you're, especially if you're a competitive person, and it's going to be hard. Yeah. But you got to resist the urge to do what everybody else does when it comes to I have to practice all the time. I have to be on X, Y, and Z team. I, I would pick teams that are the best for your family. Mm-hmm. I would pick teams that are the best for your, that aren't making you do things you don't want to do. If you don't want to do something and you want to travel, like to me, it's never been negotiable for summer sports. We don't do that. Summer's, summer's the time to enjoy summer. Like, don't you remember as a kid how great summer was? Like, Get up, do what you want, Nichols, and then play airsoft like crazy. Have people over like crazy. Like we we never we never compromised our summer. And I see so many people now mm-hmm. that travel for baseball all summer, and I just feel like, dang, do you really think that's? Do you think you have to do that? Like, I, and I think some people look. I, I talked to a, a buddy at church that used to do travel baseball all the time, and his son, his older son, has already quit. He's an eleventh grader, and he's already quit. And he was like, man, I wasted so much time on that. And I think. When we, in the end, in closing with this stuff, when we look back, I think we're going to realize that we wasted a ton of time on sport that we could have, we could have had with our family, mm-hmm. and we could have had buildings, other things that will last a lot longer than sport will. Yeah. So the so the so the big lesson as we kick off this series is that not to revolve our family around the, all the kids and their their activities, but the kids are joining the family, and then we want to have a a God centered structure which we're going to get into next week. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. So often in today's day and age, parents exchange God's design of the family, which is a Jesus at the center, for a kid-centered family. It is so important to figure out the roles of the family. It is also so important to prioritize that relationship between the husband and the wife before the kids even come along. In the beginning, Adam was given dominion over all creation, and God gave him Eve as a co-equal helper. If you're listening and you feel like you aren't structuring your family or you might not be doing it the right way, it is not too late to fix it. It is not too late to fix it. So join us for the next four weeks as we unpack God's design for our family and how it should be structured. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and I'll catch you next week.